24-7 podcast. This is Luke Stampini. I have Blake Alderman here from Swamp247.com. Florida Gators just landed a pair of commitments this weekend. The latest, and the guy that probably delayed the recording of this podcast a little bit as we waited on it, was Gerald Mincy, a three-star offensive lineman out of Fort Lauderdale, uh, Cardinal Gibbons. Uh, visit was on his official visit this past weekend, and and it kind of had been feeling like Florida was the team to beat. I know Miami was in there. He got a late offer from Georgia. Uh, but it, it, it kind of looked like a Florida-Miami battle the, the whole way. But uh, just just felt like Florida ha- had the edge on him. He's a big six foot five, 325-pound guy that can play tackle or guard. Uh, one of those uh, big guys that can kind of swing in and uh, outside, inside, kind of play every single position a- a- across the, the offensive line. What do you think of this get, Blake? You know, I think this is, is one of those guys that when you kind of pull out your boxes to check off as far as what Florida offensive line coach John Hevesy looks for in an offensive lineman, he's a guy that's gritty, he's tough, um, and like you said, he's one of those guys that can kind of swing and play some guard and tackle, uh, kind of a plug-and-play guy, if you will. Um, you know, those are the guys that obviously can bring some versatility to your offensive line. You know, he's athletic enough to play the tackle, but he's also got enough power to come around and do some pulling and, you know, obviously some little trick blocking, fold blocking, you know, whatever you may need a guy to do in your offense. He's obviously one of those guys that, you know, the footwork that he brings in there, I think is something that's going to fit into what Florida does offensively. But, uh, you know, the, the way that Hevesy recruits, this is a guy that if you've seen him in camps, you've seen him in spring games, he's a mean kid. And, and I think he's going to fit in well. Had an idea that this was coming, uh, went to one of his spring scrimmages, at the end of May, and originally his timeline was to commit in October, and he set up a visit, this official visit that he just got done to Florida, actually, and kind of when asked, what was the reason for setting up this official visit so soon if you're not going to commit until October, and he admitted, like, I may be ready to commit sooner than October, um, and so I decided to set this up. That kind of got the ball rolling, like, okay, this is, he's probably going to take this official visit in June, to commit to Florida, and, and that's exactly what he did. And this is also a guy, too, that visited originally in March and took a Greyhound bus there. So, you know, he paid his way to get there. So, I mean, that was always kind of the indication. We were like, oh, okay, you know, the last one to do that was LaMichael Pirine, and he obviously he's at Florida now. So they're two for two on guys that take the bus there. So I guess there's that. Absolutely. Uh, the first commitment for Florida this weekend was Jovens Jean-Vier, another offensive lineman out of Miami. Blake, what's Florida getting there? You know, I think they're getting a true interior guy. You know, he's one of those guys that maybe doesn't have the quickest feet, um, but he's also uh, obviously have big size, 6'3", um, 350, somewhere around in there. He's a guy that's going to have to come in and do some reshaping of his body, kind of obviously – you know, most of these offensive linemen, I think, all eat like double cheeseburgers and chicken McNuggets every day and, you know, whole pizzas. But, you know, this is a guy, he I, he will be a guy that will reshape his body when he gets into college. Um, he's obviously um, worked out with Coach Hevesy uh, on Friday during the offensive lineman camp. Uh, I think he brings some power. He, he ha- has a good punch whenever he was working out uh, from the videos I've seen of the camp. And obviously you got a chance to see him. But, you know, I think he's a guy that's going to need some work. Obviously, Florida has a lot of interior guys from the 2019 signing class there. So, uh, you know, they're just they want to have a bigger offensive line. And that's what they did. Absolutely. It's 
clear that Florida prefers these guys that are well over 300 pounds coming out of high school. Uh, there's varying uh, different, you know, viewpoints on on what uh, the offensive lineman should be like coming out of high school. But, um, you know, Georgia's gone after, gone that route, recruiting, a, you know, much bigger offensive line prospects. Florida is doing the same right now. And I think a lot of it is just go lean on these defensive linemen in college and you're going to, you know, get a push and, and create some space for uh, your running backs. That's really what gets the offensive going for Florida. You know, the, the running game really helps them kind of open up the pass. So, you know, they're definitely following that same kind of outline that Georgia has. Um, just be big and get in their way. <laughs> yeah. So we mentioned Gerald Mincy was also was on an official visit. Florida had two other official visitors this weekend, one being defensive end Miles Murphy out of North Carolina. This was his first time on campus, and it seemed like the Gators made a very strong impression with him. Only a week ago, Miles took an official visit to uh, South Carolina, named them his leader coming out of that visit. Today, backed off that a little bit, said Florida and South Carolina are still in the mix, still has visits to Alabama next week, North Carolina the weekend after that, and a commitment will come sometime this summer. Uh, definitely a position of need, and that's something that Florida uh, drove home with him this week, is, is look at our depth chart. Look how much we lose on the defensive line. Look how much we need on the defensive line moving forward. You're a guy that can come in and, and make an impact immediately if you pick the Gators. You know, and I think he's one of those guys that fits that size build that they look for. Someone who can play some tackle, can play some end, um, just has the size to kind of bring some versatility there. And uh, from talking with him today, I mean, he's a big, big dude. So, I mean, this isn't like a, you know, know, this is a big person that is powerful. Um, And again, you know, these other defensive linemen that are going to come in and reshape their body, whether they slim down and add bulk or, you know, continue kind of blow up to even bring some more size there. So uh, this is a guy that doesn't look like he's done growing. Um, again, big imposing guy. And again, I think the, the one thing when I asked him about, you know, so he says South Carolina doesn't lead anymore. What was the big reason behind that? And he did talk about the depth chart there at Florida. He wants to be able to play early, bring in and come in and make that impact. And, you know, for bringing around the coaches, being around the players, he was hosted by Zach Carter, the Florida defensive lineman there. And, you know, he was also backing up that, man, there's, there's a lot of guys are going to be coming and going from the program. Um, the guys that are coming in, you know, you guys are going to have the fast track for playing. And I think that's something that really resonated with him. Florida's done a good job signing defensive ends that are more that buck position, that outside linebacker, I guess, technically is what they call them in Florida's defense. But at the end of the day, they're there to get after the quarterback. It's more like a weak side defensive end. Miles Murphy is what Florida has not signed these past couple classes, which is a big, strong side defensive end that can set the edge. He's already pushing 280. And like you said, who knows? Maybe he gets to college and he grows into a defensive tackle. There's nothing wrong with that. Lots of Lots of NFL players have, have taken that route. So, uh, you know, Florida needs both strong side defensive ends and defensive tackles. So the fact that they got Murphy on campus and now look to be a serious player for him is, is huge news for the Gators. You know what I think now it's obviously, and this is for South Carolina too, you have to weather the storm because you have an Alabama visit coming up and obviously Alabama can snap their fingers and be in the recruitment of anybody. You know, that's, that's just how things go. And then obviously uh, North Carolina too, um, he's a guy that has visited the, the Carolina schools a lot. I, I know that he's been to South Carolina, I think a little bit more. Um, 
So, again, you just kind of have to weather the storm now. So, again, Florida may have had a big visit, you know, maybe made some headway here, but you still have to wait and take these visits. And then, again, that's depending how long he may hold out for a commitment. You know, you never know if this is a guy that waits until August right before the senior or for his senior season starts and, you know, maybe takes a late visit to South Carolina, Alabama, any school. So, I mean, now it's just kind of just continuing to kind of capitalize off maybe some of the momentum you brought in this visit. And I think that that's something that is going to be very important for Florida to do. The final official visit this weekend for the Florida Gators was a former Florida commit in Kendrick Bingley Jones, another defensive lineman. He was originally rated as a defensive end. I think he's now rated as a defensive tackle, but this is like that uh, prospect that we just talked about that Florida needs on the defensive line. A uh, guy with big size, six foot four, six foot five, over 250 pounds. I think he may be 265 now, but a guy that could play strong side defensive end. Could be a defensive tackle, depending on kind of how his body develops. Uh, Blake, where's Florida at right now with him? You know, I think the big thing for him was getting and hanging out again with Coach Turner. Um, I know he had mentioned that, you know, kind of during for a while there after the commitment, that the communication wasn't really very strong from Florida. And I think that's maybe more of Sal Sinceri. It just kind of we've heard that from other recruits that maybe after he gets a commitment, you know, he just doesn't press as hard. Um, you know, and I think that David Turner, this is a guy that, uh, when Turner went to see him, I want to say it was earlier this year in January or something like that, was really impressed and that this was a guy that he was going to go after that, that Turner really liked. It was almost different. You know, he does look like one of those guys that can be the strong side DN defensive tackle, but he was a much leaner kind of guy, um, than kind of talking with Miles Murphy just cause I interviewed those guys right after each other. So he's a lot leaner. He seems like he's a little bit more of a twitchy quick kind of guy. And obviously Florida needs defensive linemen, whether they're big giant guys or guys that are a little bit more athletic. So, um, I think Florida really made a big impact on this visit. I think him showing a lot of, uh, being around the players, getting around the coaches again, just kind of bringing a refresher there and maybe a little bit more in depth than any of his other visits kind of brought them back into the picture here. But again, it's another guy that you have to weather official visits. He's going to be going to Ohio, or excuse me, uh, he's going to be going to North Carolina this coming weekend for an official visit. And then he's going to fit in a midweek visit to Duke before going to Ohio state. So he's got some visits coming up. He's one of those guys that He's been to North Carolina a lot. Their staff has really kind of prioritized him. So you have to kind of worry about that visit. And obviously Ohio State is, you know, one of those teams that you always have to worry about whenever they take a visit. Not so sure Duke is a big threat there. So I do think Florida made an impact here. But you again, it's, it's just one of those things where you have to weather the storm and see what shakes out with these upcoming visits. Florida has suffered a lot of decommitments, um, you know, in the 2020 and 2021 class. I pegged Kedrick Bingley Jones when he decommitted as the one that stung the most just because he played that such such a huge position of need for the Gators. Um, you know, and, and being able to get him back in the fold would be a, a huge deal for Florida. Me personally, I think the Gators are battling North Carolina and Ohio State, and they still have official visits to come. You mentioned North Carolina has made him a priority, and North Carolina has kind of been rejuvenated on the recruiting trail a little bit with Mac uh, Mac Brown now in charge. Um, so being closer to home could could factor in, and and you know Ohio State, you know they're still recruiting well with uh, Ryan Day in charge taking over for Urban. So who knows what uh, you know will come out of that, especially with them getting the final official visit. And then you have to weather that all the way to an August 3rd commitment. So not not something that you have to wait a long time for, but you know those official visits, it's always concerning whenever you've got guys that are after you. Yeah. Another, perhaps the biggest target for the Florida Gators on campus this weekend was 
wide receiver, four-star wide receiver, Arian Smith. I say that because I think he's a dynamic playmaker, and he just doesn't take many visits. And the fact that Florida got him on campus is huge because just not many other teams, if any other teams, have gotten him on campus. I know he was at Florida back in, I want to say, March for the Florida Relays. He's a huge track guy. And Florida got him back on for just strictly unofficial visit to to tour the facilities, to tour the campus, to meet with the coaching staff. Um, I think Florida's in a great position for him. And the reason is because of Florida's success on the track as well as their success on football. He's looking at both. And a a school's track program is very important for him. Uh, He he mentioned Florida State's in it, Tennessee, Texas A&M. if I had to guess, maybe heading into this visit, I'd maybe say Florida State had the edge. But he's in no rush to make a decision, and I think that's good for Florida. Just kind of stay in the hunt, let the season play out. If you're a Florida, you know, if you're Florida, you're expecting a big year. I think if you're looking at Florida State, you know, I think you're seeing or you're expecting perhaps another rough year for them on the football field, and so you hope that that ultimately ends out for Florida in this uh, battle for Arian Smith. Yeah, you know, the thing is, is just this, if I'm Florida's track coaches, and I know he's being recruited by football and track coaches at Florida, they've got a guy that Grant Halloway, breaking all those records, man, that would be my polarizing guy. Come be that guy. Um, again, it's 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 big for Florida because he doesn't take a lot of visits. I want to say he popped up at Georgia for G-Day. Um, it was in between his track, uh, track schedule there. So, again, um, you know, I, I want to say he's visited three schools this year, and it's been Florida, Florida State, and Georgia. And I know he's flirted with the idea of a Texas A&M official visit. I don't think that ever came to fruition, and no. doesn't still have a date for that trip either. But um, I, I feel like Florida is starting to maybe catch a little momentum here, and I think it's the, the track just hammering, being a need. We don't care if it's wide receiver, cornerback. Either way, you're going to make an impact because you're dynamic, and you're going to be a dynamic guy on the track. And I feel like that's kind of getting the wheels rolling here. Yeah, and, and when I saw him – play in the spring at his spring game he's definitely athletic enough and and just bouncy enough that he could go play corner and or he could go play wide receiver he's six foot one uh, good length but he's just such a natural at wide receiver and florida's kind of targeting him as a wide receiver uh, he says it doesn't really matter which position I, I get the sense that he would prefer offense and and that's fine. Like, I think he's elite as a, as a wide receiver uh, as well. And like I said, it just seems to come a little bit more natural uh, for him just watching him run routes and, and catch the ball. Um, elite guy uh, with a, a ton of upside, uh, not nearly close to his ceiling uh, when you look at him and, and see him run routes and whatnot. So this, was a, this would be a definite playmaker uh, wherever he lands up. And I think he'll have a chance to really kind of show what he's made of now that he's made the move from Mulberry High School to Lakeland High School. Um, big time schedule there. A lot of they're having a lot of guys on that team there. So um, they have a new quarterback transfer who's committed to Auburn. So I think he's going to have a lot of playmakers around him. So I think he's going to be able. Uh, Lakeland's just going to smash every team they play this year. So I mean, he's going to be able to make some plays. Absolutely. This is a Swamp Twenty Four Seven podcast. We'll be right back with more Florida Gators after this break ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own look to your left look to your right it's official no one's got a ride like this there's nothing else that sounds like 
feels like, or looks like, the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Swamp 24-7 Sports Podcast. I'm Blake Alderman, joined by Luke Stampini. Another guy that was on campus, we just got done talking about Lakeland's Arian Smith. Another guy, his new teammate at Lakeland, that uh, joined him on the visit as well as three-star cornerback Finley Graham. I say cornerback, and I, I think Florida has offered him at cornerback. But this is a guy that I, I think he's going to make his money as, as a kick return, punt return kind of guy. Really smooth back there. Um, he's really quick, elusive, kind of twitchy guy. Reminds me a little bit of Chris Rainey, not necessarily as a running back, just more as his elusiveness and kind of way to kind of dip and dodge through some of those guys. Um, he was back on campus again this weekend. It seems like it's looking more or less like a Miami-Florida battle as he's getting kind of close to a commitment. Hasn't really thrown out any kind of date to in, in mind or anything like that, but... It seems like, Luke, if this happens sooner or later, it seems like it's Florida. Yeah, Miami hasn't gotten him on campus recently, and and until he visits Miami, um, you got to think the pick is Florida. Uh, I know there's some talk that he wants to get down to Miami before he makes a decision. We'll see if that actually uh, goes down. Actually, keeping an eye on Twitter while we record this, just in case he doesn't pop during the uh, <laughs> during recruiting uh, during recording this, because. I do think he could go at any time, to be honest with you. I, I really think uh, he's getting that close. And and like I said, if if he were to commit now, I, it's it's Florida. It's got to be Florida, I would think. You know, but the only concerning thing here is that he's visited twice. He visited back in February for the junior day. I, I don't I don't think he's been back since then. But he was on commit watch for that visit, and I know Florida. May there's some sources there in, in campus that thought that maybe there was a chance that he could pull the trigger on that visit. Obviously, it didn't happen. He's coming off another visit again, and there was some buzz he could commit, and obviously, it didn't happen there. So, you know, I feel like it's one of those things that if he does wait things out, he could, you know, maybe lose his spot depending on how things go and how long he wants to wait things out. But again, I'm with you. If it happens now, it's going to be Florida. Also on campus this weekend was four star defense tackle Jalen Lee. Give us some background uh, on his recruitment, Blake. I mean, this is a big kid. You know, as far as how you mentioned earlier that Florida has gotten a lot of those weak side kind of guys. I mean, this is a true defensive tackle, a big boy that they really like a lot. I know that uh, he's visited. He visited for the spring game, and this is coming back again. And he had a lot of family with him. You mentioned that there was like, like a 
couple golf carts full of family there just for that visit. So he's bringing a lot of guys there. I know that he's very serious about Florida and obviously they're very serious about him, but it's one of those things where he's got a lot of big time offers. He's got a lot of schools that are pressing after him. You always have to have that concerning factor with Louisiana kids that if LSU wants them, they're going to be a big threat. And obviously we have confirmed that LSU really likes this guy. They're going to prioritize him. So you kind of have to be, you have to follow that. You, You just can't, ignore the fact that Louisiana kids stay in Louisiana. It's great that Florida's gotten him on campus so many times. It's great that he's brought family with him. Uh, Florida, I think, is very much in it. But just looking at the history of recruiting and Louisiana kids and Jalen Lee is 15 minutes from Baton Rouge or so, It's you, you have to be worried about LSU when they make those local prospects a priority and LSU is making him a priority. I know there's a lot of defensive linemen that LSU is after, but you know it seems like uh, they really want Jalen Lee, so Florida's uh, fighting that. Um, but all that said, Florida's got him on multiple on campus multiple times. They're in a good spot, all things considering. We just gotta keep swinging for the fences, and maybe you hit a home run here. Yeah, and he doesn't seem like he's in an immediate like hurry to make a decision. I know he's mentioned probably before his senior season, but then he's got an official visit set to Oklahoma for August 31st. So it kind of makes you scratch your head there. So, I mean, he's got official visits planned. He's just, he's not a guy who does a lot of talking. He's, he's a Mm -hmm. little bit shy, kind of stays away from the recruiting process. He was just at Ole Miss before he was at Florida. So I think a lot of people are really kind of in the dark about where he's leaning on top of that as well. Absolutely. Moved to a couple of Florida commits. Uh, one was actually on campus this weekend at UF and was able to go through Florida summer camp and go through drills, one-on-ones. That's safety commit Rashad Torrance. He, he went through uh, defensive back drills with Ron English. Looked very good, quick, fast, explosive. But I think the thing that impressed the most is he moved out to cornerback for one-on-ones and locked wide receivers down. Um, here's a he missed his junior season because of transfer. So he's kind of uh, an unknown. Like you can look at sophomore film, but a lot can change from sophomore film till now. And so he's currently a three star. After seeing him play, like I think he's a guy that you'll see move up the rankings once he gets senior film. I know there are some coaches that were able to see him this spring during uh, spring practices and. Uh, at Marietta High School there in Georgia, and he impressed them there, and and now you got like Auburn reaching out and and trying to gauge the temperature there, see if he's interested in the Tigers, and I think you're going to see more and more in that because I think he's a ball player and he's going to be a nice piece that you can move around the secondary and play multiple different positions. You know, and it's funny the seven on seven season and the spring football season. His name did come up a lot as, you know, people, a lot of coaches make their way by Marietta High School. I mean, with all the guys they have there, I mean, they have five-star Eric Gilbert there. So there there was a lot of guys. He's going to have eyes on him, big-time schools there. And he's a name that really did come up a lot in the spring that people were like, whoa, who's that guy? Oh, no junior film? Let me watch this guy. Let me record him, send him back to the coach. So he's one that, again, you have to worry with these kind of guys waiting to see how some senior film goes. Obviously, he's got uh, some spring film there so Florida's gonna have to hold on here yeah I mean he sounds like he's locked in right now we'll see what um, what springs up I don't think there's any serious threats right now I, I guess if there was one maybe to worry about it's just if Auburn pushes you know we'll see though um, 
but he, he's ready to enroll early at Florida. So, you know, his recruitment's going to be cut pretty short. Uh, you know, we'll see. But, I, you know, that's a good good get for the Florida Gators at a p- position of huge need. They need safeties. And if you have Rashad Torrance in the class as one of your safeties, that's a nice piece to build around. And if you could pair him up with one of these other top prospects, you know, that they have on the board, whether that's Avante Williams, who's currently committed to Oregon, but still looking around um, down there in Deland, Florida, um, you know, uh, so it, it, it's a good piece to have for Florida. Absolutely. Luke, there was another guy committed to Florida who's taken some visits too, and uh, four-star athlete Jaheim Bell out of Valdosta. He was on an official visit to South Carolina the last weekend. Um, has also visited Auburn unofficially in, in recent weekends. Luke, should there be any concern about this guy taking a look around after he's committed? Yeah, I, I think um, Florida's still going to have to recruit Jaheim Bell as if he's uncommitted. Um, where I said Rashad Torrance feels pretty firm, pretty locked in um, to Florida, I would say Jaheim Bell's Giving a good look to, to all these other schools. Uh, he He's also seen his stock blow up a little bit uh, this year. Um, good camp performance. Killed the combine. He's going to be that H-back type prospect that they can move around the offense and, and use in a lot of different ways. So, you know, South Carolina got him on an official visit this weekend. They got him thinking, I I expect him to go back to Auburn for an official visit. To me, Auburn's the school that you got to look out for here uh, with Jaheim Bell. Um, But, you know, Florida definitely has to keep, uh, keep recruiting him moving forward as if he's not committed, to be honest with you. You know, and I think that was kind of apparent that was going to happen after the big offseason you have. You know, you have a big uh, camp performance at Nike. It eventually leads to a Nike opening um, invitation for this summer. So he's got that. Um, he, he does seven on seven and all those kind of camps and stuff and tournaments. And he, a big imposing guy that you can plug and play and move around, like you mentioned, H back, tight end, wide receiver. I, I think he could even play some linebacker too if he wanted to kind of test that waters, but he seems more locked in on offense. I think this is the kind of guy, I guess if you look at Florida, you're in a good position because you have two guys that we've talked about now that other schools are going to want. You obviously don't want them to take visits and look around. You want to hold on to them. But it's probably good to know at least that, you know, you're not battling Akron or or Ohio or some of these lower tier guys. So I think that Florida is going to have to show them a good season and keep them interested. And I think the season kind of helped them last year. So it's a good spot. But, you know, you, you want these guys to to stay in the class. And I mean, this is the kind of guy with his tight end being a need and him being able to fill that role. Even if he moved around, I think this is, if I had to pick one, I think Jaheim Bell is the kind of guy that is probably one of those dynamic guys that Florida would really want to hold on into their class of all the guys they have committed. Yeah. Another Florida commit that uh, is taking other visits. And I, I think part of this is just recruiting, you know, like this is just how if you're going to follow recruiting, you're going to have to deal with your. It's weird when they don't visits. take visits. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So Jaquavian Frazier's out of Dinellon High School, uh, wide receiver, a big six foot five. I'm sorry, six foot four, 195 pound uh, wide receiver. So he's going to take a visit to Florida State next week, uh, mid midweek. I think it's Tuesday. He's going to take uh, an official visit to Penn State uh, at the end of June, and he's already talking about an unofficial visit to LSU. Uh, at the end of July, after the dead period ends, uh, the team that Florida has to worry about, I guess, here in this recruitment is Penn State. Um, but you know, again, I, I think he's pretty locked in with UF. Um, I, the fact that Penn State's burning that official visit so soon, and I'm sure 
Florida will have him on campus numerous times throughout the fall. He was just on campus this weekend and, and was uh, went through summer camp with the coaches there at UF. Um, so I guess while Florida, I'm sorry, while Penn State, I guess, is a concern somewhat, uh, I still think he's pretty locked in. And you know, this is just how it goes. These, these guys that are committed, they're still going to take visits. Luke, another guy we were talking about, someone who burned their official visit early, South Carolina burned their official visit with four-star offensive tackle Isaiah Walker Jr. He was on campus at Florida again this past weekend. He has been flirting with other teams for uh, before he committed. He was interested in Florida, and even after he committed, their coaching change kind of opened things up. He committed to South Carolina. Really saw his stock blow up a lot this year. He was at Florida again. Just continues to talk positive about Florida after the visit. What do you think that's going on there, Luke? Do you feel like he's kind of saw uh, looking around heavily on the Gamecocks? Yeah, so if I'm South Carolina, I'm worried to death about what Isaiah Walker is going to do because, one, you've burned your official visit super early in the process, and he has no—he is not ready to shut it down at all. Uh, he's going to still take other visits. He's still going to take other official visits. Uh, like you said, he was just on campus at Florida. And to get him all the way to December to sign, if I'm South Carolina, you know, that— that's a little worrisome, especially when hometown Miami is recruiting him, when in-state Florida and Florida State are recruiting him. Um, yeah, I think Florida made a, a good push for him this weekend. Uh, an interesting note that I added in our little VIP uh, recap of the, the camps on Friday is, you know, there's some buzz that perhaps he may be looking to get out of Miami, which would be good for Florida because – I, I think the two schools that are in the best position to flip him from South Carolina are Florida and Miami. So if you can eliminate one of those, uh, you know, competitors, that's a great thing for the Gators. Um, so just got to keep chipping away at him. Got to keep getting him on campus. The fact that he came up for an unofficial visit, I thought was good. Uh, I don't think that uh, Florida needs to be burning some of these uh, in-state official visits so early. Get these guys up unofficially. Bring them up in the fall for an official or bring them up after the season right before signing day for an official. Yeah, absolutely. We Isaiah Walker is one of those guys that you'd want to wait later on the official visit. I want to say – I think he's deleted the tweet since then, but he deleted – or he posted like a top 12 or something like that. Like, man, we're we're too late in the recruiting process for top 12s, man. No, it's not a top 12. It's the, So South sure, Carolina sure. is – yeah, it, it's going to be – South Carolina is a real player. They're just hanging on. Uh, Florida's a real player. I'd say Miami's a real player, or they're in it, and and FSU as well. Um, so, but yeah, he's going to enjoy the process. He's going to go through it all. And and I, me personally, I don't see him ending up at South Carolina. I think he's one of the elite offensive tackles. So whoever gets him uh, is getting a great player. Florida has a huge needed offensive tackle. He's one of the most athletic player uh, offensive linemen that I've seen this recruiting cycle. Um, so he, he, he brings a lot to the table. Yeah, absolutely. This is a guy that Florida needs with their need at tackle and, and an in-state tackle is not really growing on trees around here. I think he's one that you need to prioritize. Absolutely. So that'll be it guys. Thanks for listening. Give us uh, five stars, rate us five stars, subscribe to us, and we'll be back later for another swamp 24 seven podcast.